Well, welcome uh, to Trek to the Holodeck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Jan's going to continue to stare at Madonna's stare at face. Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Madonna. Oh, man. Um, it's been a week uh, since our last recording. That's how this podcast works. Yep. We're our weekly podcast. Somebody asked the asked me the other day, like, uh, you know, like, how, how often do you guys do your podcast? And I was like, weekly they're like weekly i was like yeah you know what now that i say that that is kind of insane like we we do a podcast weekly <laughs> we've <laughs> taken maybe like six or seven weeks off tops yeah. over yeah. the course of three years yeah. like three weeks recently and well you think about it those pod save america guys they do two a week but yeah, that's but their Mark, whole job. They make their whole so life. much money yeah. off of that. Yeah. They make so much money. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like so I, much money that I'm like, I don't trust your politics anymore. Right. Um, <laughs> well, they, I think they played a very important role early on in the, in the, in the resistance era. Right. The Trump era. Uh, and then it was like, okay, well, the resistance is over now. Yeah. But, but. The, also the Pod Save America guys, and not to say that they're not, that that they're bad because they're not. I'm just no. saying like that they they are part of, in my opinion, the reason why Trump ex- existed. Yes, they're, so they're Obama liberals. So they get they're, to they get to like yeah okay they played an important part in the resistance era, but they that's like fixing your own problem, and that's not fair. Right. Like come on. <laughs> but to their credit, to their credit, early on they were like we were so wrong and our approach was very wrong right but you um, can you can accept that your approach was wrong after the fact and yeah like come on <laughs> well you know like they are still like 2000s liberals yep. and yeah. and or or like west wing liberals is the way i like to describe them yeah. because like you believe that everybody is playing the same game by the same rules that's how west wing politics works but we've learned in the last decade that one party just doesn't care. It's like the Leslie Nope Ron Swanson. Like we can, we can be fundamentally different <laughs> and still be friends. And it's like, well, no, no not, I don't know about that. Not really. <laughs> but the thing is, like Ron Swanson is an anarchist. He's not even a. He's <laughs> not true. even really a conservative. He's anti-government. Yeah, that's true. Whereas. The Republicans actually really do. The Republican Party likes government just because, because you're it is anti-government. A tool of power. That doesn't make you an anarchist. I think that's more of like a libertarian, like a true libertarian. I guess. Well, I mean, I think that's what they would say is he's a he's a absolute libertarian, right, yeah. right. which is why he's so accepting of everybody, but right. also is like you know I can do whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, at all um, times. Yeah. So yeah, he likes order in a certain way. It's like don't fuck with me. Right. Um, right. <laughs> Anyways, uh, this is a Star Trek yeah, podcast. Yeah, this this is a Star Trek podcast. <laughs> this is. Have I ever told you guys my pit my idea? Like they should do a Star Trek show that is like the West Wing, where it's like the Federation. Right. Aaron Sorkin would write it. It would be great if Aaron. I mean, like, look, Aaron Sorkin <laughs> is not. Uh, I I love Aaron Sorkin, but I, he has tons of flaws, of huge amounts of oh, flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His movies are all the same. Yeah. His, his, he self plagiarizes, but you know what? It's like Taylor Swift. Right. You know, you her <laughs> album drops. Getting. You know exactly what you're getting. It's like ten songs about breakups. Yeah. A fun one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One that's like I'm trying to be edgy, but it's like white girl edgy, yeah. so it's right, like right. not edgy at all. It's like yeah, cool. 
See you in three years, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> that's what Aaron Sorkin that's, is like. That's like, Aaron Sorkin. And that's what yeah. I would expect out of an Aaron Sorkin Star Trek. <laughs> it's like, oh yeah, like guys being patronizing to women, one really cool girl. Um, <laughs> there's a very obvious civil rights issue. Right. And like you see something horrible happen and all the like the white protagonist is like, that was very bad. Yeah. That was very wrong. And we all go like this. Gently pat yourself on the <laughs> we shoulders. Did it. <laughs> uh, and then Aaron Sorkin yeah. goes off and does a shit ton of cocaine. Yeah. Do- tons of cocaine. And makes a ton of money. <laughs> I have a lot of like movies and stuff on my shelf that I'm like, do I need to remove these so people don't get the wrong impression of me? Like I have all of the West Wing and the West Wing was really important to me because it basically, that was my comfort show through college. Whenever I had trouble, I would watch the West Wing. That was the thing. It was very special. It was near and dear to me. I went to college in Georgia. It was, you know, deep red South. So like whenever I found other liberals, it would always be through like the West Wing was like a way that I found out that they were liberals or, or leftists, I guess is the way to say it now. Um, but now I'm, I want, I don't want to have to be like the whole conversation I just did with you guys. Like, <laughs> Every time. Yeah, Aaron Sorkin has problems. <laughs> but I, I, there's parts that I'm not, oh, I'm okay with. And there's parts I'm not okay with. Okay. With. <laughs> like I like the, the bing bong, bing bong, bing bong rhythm of his dialogue. Um, I don't like it when people talk down to Allison Janney because she is, how do you talk down to Allison Janney? <laughs> he figured that out eventually. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's a, it's a thing. Anyways, this is, you're right. It is a Star Trek podcast. Uh, thanks for trying to get it there. And I brought it back to the West Wing. Uh, it always gets back to the West Wing. Let's be honest. Uh, it's all got, always gets always back, comes to, the back West to the West Wing. Always comes back to the West Wing, baby. Uh, well, speaking of politics and elections, uh, the opposite system is a, uh, an inherited monarchy where you might have a successor come into a role. Oh, here uh, we go. And in medieval France, the heir to the French throne was known as le dauphin, which is the French word for the dolphin. I don't know why that's the word for it. The, it, the English call it the Prince of Wales, which is hilarious because it's just inherently colonial. <laughs> like, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, the next king, that's the Prince you, of the Welsh. For, for practice, you just be Prince of Wales for a bit. <laughs> right. That country we absorb, conquered. <laughs> yeah. uh, but yeah, the French, like, it is a dolphin. It is beautiful. It is, it is sleek. Fu- it is it elegant. Is kind of, it is kind of interesting, though, because they they call it the dolphin. And if you didn't know anything about geography, the Prince of Wales would also be a marine. Uh, yeah. Mammal, would, so W H A L E S. Forgot Wales. the H. Yeah. It's like yeah. no, no. It's the Prince of Wales. I said that the Normans were trying it's to the, explain it. Like our intention was to make it the Wales. Yeah, the Wales. yeah. It's a, so it's the a French, medieval spelling. The French you know? just the French just didn't understand what was going on in England. They're like, well, we have to beat them somehow. So, yeah. <laughs> what's the coolest whale? A dolphin. A dolphin. It's a dolphin. It's cool whale. It? They do tricks. <laughs> Did they did they put the dolphin on the coat of arms because it was called a dauphin or was yeah chicken or egg situation yeah. dolphin or dolphin or flag situation yeah. <laughs> I mean I think I think you could just do a Google search like why are dolphins important to France yeah why are <laughs> dolphins important to France I'm gonna do that now or did they call it the dolphin because it was on the coat of arms right right. Dolphins are aquatic mammals. God, this is taking so long. Oh, it's too uh, long. All right. Yeah, Dolphins no. are aquatic mammals. Abandon not important enough. Abandon it. Don't care. <laughs> <laughs> 
It's literally just the title of the episode. They don't even reference the. No, they don't even they don't. use the word in the episode. <laughs> like, I'd love to know what the what that was all about. <laughs> we didn't even get a French lesson from Picard in this episode. <laughs> no, he didn't. He he didn't even note like, oh yeah, Dauphin. That's the way it was called in the medieval France. He was just like, I gotta. Get, this is just a regular old week. <laughs> he didn't, yeah, he didn't even like do that thing where he's speaking perfectly like proper British English and then. He like <laughs> drops into his French accent when a French word comes around. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is this is co- content warning: a Wesley heavy episode, TNG season two, episode ten. So, um, put on your uh, buckle, uh, your- buckle your seatbelt that is attached <laughs> to your dolphin, uh, <laughs> because you're about to go for a wild and wet ride on your. Trek to the holiday. Believe these simulations to be this real? Much of it is real, sir. I disengage the safety protocols. Doubt that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. You may enter. I hear, I hear the theme every time you say that. Uh, this, this episode came out the 20th of February, 1989, which it's like you guys missed Valentine's Day by a week. Like you, you, you couldn't time this out in a production order that, cause this is a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. I think, I think they tried and maybe like a PA <laughs> kind of like fucked that one up. <laughs> like i'm sure i'm sure i'm sure whoever it was was just like hey uh jared can you put this on the calendar please like we're this is our you know this is our plan for the season uh-huh. just put it up on the production calendar and uh-huh. then like valentine's day comes around and everyone's like wait a second weren't we gonna do next week's hold on what happened? This is Dol- <laughs> this is supposed to be dolphin week. Yeah, <laughs> we, we we put this is the sexiest, then, most romantic animal, the dolphin. Why yeah. the dolphin? Jared, we can we fire? Can we fire Jared? Oh, we fired him like three months ago. Yeah. Oh, what for? Some other thing. Gotcha. Some, some okay. other thing. <laughs> he doesn't even like. Yeah, he <laughs> he never got paid, <laughs> but he's definitely also fired. Right. Right. <laughs> <sighs> the dolphin. The dolphin. 1989. Mm-hmm. Neither of you were born, right? Neither of you were born. 91. Uh, this was like almost a year before I was born. Right. A little over a year before I was born. I'm always going to ask this. I know that you were both born in the 90s, but I'm always going to ask it. Just just out, someday you're going to be born in the 80s. Right. Okay. One day it's going to be 89. You're going to be like, wait, hold on a second. Wait a second. I thought you were a 90s kid. <laughs> and then you're going to be like, I'm in a different time parallel. What is yeah. going on? <laughs> uh, okay. This was written by Scott Rubenstein and Leonard Mladenow. One of them, I believe it was Leonard Mladenow, could be Rubenstein, I don't remember, but they helped co-write books with Stephen Hawking. Like uh, That was another job. They helped publish a lot of like science texts. Fascinating. Yeah. But this is their only TNG episode that they outright wrote. It was directed by Rob Bowman, another Rob Bowman. A Bowman joint. We had a streak of Cliff Bowles. Yeah, we did. We did. He did a decent job. Mm-hmm. 
Does anyone really even care who wrote and directed these things, or do we just do this for us? I think it's interesting. <laughs> I think <laughs> well, it gives good context. I think it, I does, think it does too, but like about what I, episodes are good and what episodes are bad. Right. I think but that, like for myself, I think halfway through this episode, I forget who directed it. I think we care more about the music than we do about the, the I think so. We definitely do. <laughs> I, I think it's interesting, like looking at the whole what I want to do is once we're done, once our task is complete, you know, Never once happening. we're Thanos sitting on the <laughs> on the porch, looking out at the sunset at a, at a grateful universe. Collecting our fruit. <laughs> collecting our fruit, having rated every single holodeck episode ever. Uh, we can look back on the metadata, at the stats, and see which director has the highest hit rate. Yeah. I think that's interesting to that's me. That's fun. That's fun. We should, we should start our own subreddit. Because we have so many people that care about us. We really do. We should 100%. <laughs> Once I get our, our 150,000 fans. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, so glad to, I'm glad, I'm glad you're, you're upping the number that. yourself. Uh, yeah. I'm Honestly, glad that you're upping that number yourself. Shoot for the moon. <laughs> you have to set up goals for yourself so that you know that <laughs> goal, on, the only good goals are the ones that are a little bit more difficult than what you think you can achieve. Right. Right. Like if you think you can hit something, then you're not going to do it. But Once, if you think you're not going to hit it, What's the, but if you think it's impossible, you're definitely not going to do it. What's the thing? Shoot for the stars, and then if you hit the moon, you won't be disappointed or something like that? That is not the saying, but I know what you're <laughs> saying. I make that up? Because <laughs> if, that, if that was the case, like I would be disappointed because it means I miscalculated my angles. Uh, there's only been like, so much space and not a lot of moon. <laughs> there's only been like 15 people ever on the moon. I wouldn't be disappointed if I was number 16. All right? I know, but, but what I'm saying, moon, Mark, is you're saying like, a crash and you, you're dead. <laughs> you missed space, which is most of everything. Okay, at least but, I would land somewhere. If I was in the stars, I would float until I died. There's but you like just a said trillion that, but, my, a trillion miles of but nothing. But the way the way you worded that is your intention, your right, you goal is morons. to go to space. <laughs> We're the morons. I just cr- you crashed into the moon intending to hit space. <laughs> when the planet dies and I have a moon colony, you guys aren't invited. I'm if just the planet dies, like, the moon like dies. Falling out of a boat. No, and not when the planet water. dies of climate change and I have a moon oh, colony, climate change. You guys okay. are not invited. And and you're gonna be somehow able to grow food on the moon. I'll, I'll and, figure and it have out. Energy, you'll figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good yep. luck. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I've been reading a lot of hard sci-fi recently, so whenever I like, I have to recalibrate my brain when I watch Star Trek. I was like, "That's impossible. No, that's impossible. <laughs> no, none of that can happen. Not gonna work. No, that's not real." Like, uh, uh, Jan, is hard sci-fi the genre, or is hard sci-fi like you're reading sci-fi with a lot of big words, and it's kind of like, hard oh, to understand? This is so hard. <laughs> This is so difficult. Bioneural circuitry. <laughs> gel packs. Those are Capri just gel sun. packs. They're Capri it's bio digital jazz, man. <laughs> it's about the words you don't understand. <laughs> you know, they just throw you into the middle of something. You got to figure it out. <laughs> uh, I have read books like that and I hate them. Uh, Jeff, uh, Neil Stevenson writes like that. He did Snow Crash. And I was like, this is unreadable. But <laughs> just pitch your ideas to somebody who can write. And like you can be the ideas guy, and they can be the writer. I'll be the Jan's writer. just pissed. Jan's just pissed off because he's making money yeah. on doing something that Jan's like. How? How are people buying this? It's impossible. It's not possible. That's not real. That's not real. Uh, no hard sci-fi. To answer your question from ten bits ago, is when they're trying to approach sci-fi from a perspective of like what is possible based on the science that we understand. So uh, science fact, not science fiction. Yeah. So like usually oh. there's. Hard sci-fi, like faster than light travel, is not possible. 
So how do you work around that? Or what, what are the solutions? Yeah, generational right. ships or, yeah. Um, so yeah, I've been reading the Three Body Problem series and it is excellent. Uh, but also, you know, it's also challenging. So, Gotcha. But it's very depressing. It's like basically the antithesis to Star Trek. Where Star Trek is like, <laughs> hey, we can meet weird people from other civilizations and most of the time it's going to go fine because we all intend for things to be good. Uh, in the three-body problem, it's like, yeah, if you meet another civilization, one of you is going to destroy the other one oh, great. eventually. <laughs> There's just no sh- no chance that one of you survives. Um, yeah, well, that, that would make sense to me. Hey, Mark, who did the music? <laughs> uh, the music was done by... Let me open it up. What okay. is the intro uh, to Jan? Jan who hey, did Mark. The music? Um, I'm sorry, but that was a test. Uh, you need to be able to hit that like real fast. <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually. I'm not usually on your guys' sheet. I didn't even see a sheet last week. How did you guys do the episode? You How do you open, do it? Just open up Memory Alpha. I hate it. you. Google so search, much. Google search, baby. When Jan's not here, the cats play or whatever you say. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just gonna make up colloquialisms You're the whole 100%. episode. 100%. That's just what you do now. You just make when things. When Jan's up. not here, the cats play. <laughs> the cats play. Uh, oh my god! Is this the one where we do the wait? No. No, it's not. It's Return of the Mac, baby. Oh, Return of the Mac. Dennis McCarthy. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. Denny Mac. What a mess. What a mess. Oh, God. Let, let's do our popcorn recap. Uh, yeah, but this is great. 20 seconds. I'm putting my foot down as full host. Yeah, no 15-second bullshit that Darius well, put us through last week. A, a single full host doesn't have <laughs> unilateral power, but <laughs> Darius we made can us do vote 15 seconds last week. Uh, I didn't make us do 15 seconds. I said, let's do 15 seconds and nobody objected. Dylan and I both said it was too short. <laughs> I just At recently listened to that episode <laughs> and 20 seconds sounds fine. I don't think there was any problem with 15, but if it bothers you, either. Mark, <laughs> we if, could do 20 you know seconds. It took you a while to find a Denny Mac uh, IMDb line. So uh, I understand. <laughs> we just need to slow things down a little bit for you. Good it's Lord. cool. It's cool. Don't worry. It's cool. <laughs> All right. Um, who wants to start? Mark, you'll start it. Okay. So just so you have an easier time, you know. And then you. we'll do Darius and then I'll, I'll finish it off. I don't think we're going to need 60 seconds for this. Actually, this episode, you're right. I don't think we're going to need 60 seconds. Now, we, now we're going to need it. Yeah. Right. Go. So they're working on the, um, they fly to this planet that's like barren planet. And uh, Jordy says, oh, I need to work on this thing. And Picard goes, do we have permission? And Riker says, we have permission. Um, and so <clears throat> Jordy sends Wesley to go pick up this uh, magnet. And he runs into this like beautiful girl. And she goes, that'll suck the iron right out of your skin. Uh, and next the beautiful girl happens to be uh, the A plot, which is the dolphin, which they are transporting to another planet so that they she can take over for whoever's leading because she's the leader now. Um, and Wesley falls in love. Uh, we find out that they shapeshift into these big hairy Yeti monsters, um, and they could shapeshift into anything. Uh, Riker, uh, Ry- Riker uh, hits on Guinan as an example of how to hit on <laughs> women for Wesley, and Wesley doesn't understand what's happening. Uh, 
Brian Guinan is just like, shut up, kid. Uh, probably the best <laughs> moment of the episode. Uh, there's also a sweet holodeck scene where Wesley shows all the most dangerous places you would ever take somebody on a first date. And uh, nobody bangs, but Wesley does see a naked being of light. So not bad, kid. <laughs> all right. Energize. Uh, energize. 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 That's it. We did it. Does anybody bang? I said nobody bangs. Okay. Uh, but <laughs> So I like that this species is like, we got two modes. Not hot at all and extremely bangable. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Old <laughs> granny and hot young thing. <laughs> Uh, there's a moment in the episode where the granny's not there, but like, uh, what's okay. So the main girl's name is Celia and Anya is the, the character is the, is the Yeti. Well, Anya appears as a teenager, but like, it's just a thing that's not explained at all. No, this is where the hard sci-fi comes in. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, where did this babe wearing a wool (laughs) romper come from? What? I was like, (laughs) it it, like Celia is explained. cute, but Just this girl explained. is like a mod. Like what? <laughs> she, she was ten times more beautiful. Well, no, and that's the thing. It was it was because it wasn't explained at that point that they no, were shapeshifters. It was just all, all of a sudden she was just with this other beautiful woman <laughs> that really felt like a producer's like yes. like a friend's daughter who he was like they were like out drinking. He's like, hey, my daughter's just getting into acting. Can like you <laughs> give her? A, a a, she yeah. could use a credit. It's like I think I could work her in. Yeah. I'll talk to Scott and Leonard and we'll, we'll work her in. Uh, so here, I think you're not too far off. The actor who played the teenage version of Anya, uh, her name is Madchen Amick. And she was originally, she was one of the two people in a running to play Celia, okay. the, the main girl. Yeah. So my guess is the cat, the, the, one of the producers was like, so um, Madchen Amick, she's Celia, right? And the casting director's like, um, no, uh, uh, no. <laughs> so, and he's like, wait, wait what? The, I thought I the, thought we agreed on that. She, like, I think I think that was pretty clear. I think I think that was Celia, right? <laughs> and the casting director was like, uh, "No, we um, Gene asked us to make a Anya teenager segment, and that's who Madchen is." Like, oh, good. Okay, I'm I'm just glad I'm glad she's in the episode. Like, just a dirty, gross producer thing. <laughs> but um, but yeah, it's it just f- plays really weirdly. And then the next shot, you see her as a teddy bear. Right, she like, <laughs> like turns yeah. into like the little. Um, it, it's weird that the shapeshifter decided to be a hot babe for, for 10 minutes. Like and most then of the time never goes granny. back to that. Never. Nope. Never. We never see her again. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I give me more of that wool. There's something the costume designer in this time period of Star Trek was all about those wool costumes. Cause remember there's the Irish planet that they go to <laughs> where there's no holiday content, unfortunately, but that lady's wearing like the wool crop top. Listen, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Who's yeah. like, do you yeah. like girls or whatever? You like girls, don't you? <laughs> you like girls, don't you? <laughs> to Riker. He was like, yeah, especially yeah. ones wearing wool crop tops. Well, it is, uh, Nature's itchiest fabric. I mean, like, <laughs> I, yeah, it was the thing was, Celia already looked too old for Wesley for me. She already She's a decade looked, older. Oh, yeah. absolutely. And so the hot Anya 
looked even older. So I was like, these were the two girls they had really? picked out for Wesley. Like she looked about five years older than Celia as the hot version of her. Yep. I, I, uh -huh. I disagree, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just babe blind. <laughs> it looked like her older sister. I think it looked like, uh, like looked a hotter younger. older sister. Yeah. I, I think in reality they were the same age, but one yeah. just played older and one played younger. Yeah. Um, but they both looked way older than Wesley. Yes. Both of them look <laughs> and way out of Wesley's league. <laughs> way out of his league. I do think like the actor who played Celia, Jamie Hubbard, who we should talk about in a minute, yeah. um, had a, was able to play the sort of innocent, yeah, younger, um, ex that energy of, of youth, um, a little bit. I mean, I don't know what mansion was. I'm pretty sure Madge Emick just plays much, reads a lot older because she has a maturity to her yeah. vibe. Because um, she's also, she, has, she was in Twin Peaks and she's been in all of Twin Peaks, like including the most recent version of it. So, which, which, what, what character was she in Twin Peaks? Uh, sh I think it's like Shannon Johnson or something like that. She Hold looked on. familiar. Uh, let's see here. I have never watched Twin Peaks, but yeah, I know. Right. Yeah, um, you guys haven't watched Twin Peaks? It's going to happen. Oh, man. It's fun. The, the, it, she plays the waiter, the waitress. Like most shows, after okay, after a certain amount of seasons, it kind of sucks, but it's fun for a while. It's David it's Lynch. How could it not be yeah, great in right. some way? Shelley so. Johnson is the name of the character. Yeah, and she repri reprised a role in the in the reboot, or I don't know how to call it, the new sequel. Um, fresh. So I just want to say this about Jamie Hubbard. She recalibrated her career stopped being an actor she graduated from antioch university in 2009 this is 20 years later with a master of arts in clinical psychology then attended and graduated from the family therapy training program at the southern california counseling center she currently has a psychotherapy practice in los angeles so i'm like okay what? where yeah. is it look at that it's on some... 6404 wilshire boulevard it is near the Peterson Museum and the Academy <laughs> Museum. That's like that's like five minutes from my house. <laughs> yeah, you sh you could if you wanted. To, I think Mark, if you ever choose to go to therapy, <laughs> you should go to Jamie Hubbard, and you should <laughs> just drop report hints back. all the just time. Report back, yeah. <laughs> I should be like, uh, I have these mag magnets in my house. I feel like they would suck the iron right out of my blood. Right out like, of my blood. Security. <laughs> she's like yeah, this is a this is a safe space you can say whatever you want but <laughs> and then Mark's like no but I really need help I do I, need I like really help need help <laughs> you keep having this dream that I'm standing on an asteroid with a <laughs> with this man named man Will Wheaton Will Wheaton uh, then there's also Patty Edwards played Anya old version Alex Daniels played Anya as the large creature I was gonna say who who plays who plays the big yeti people. The big yeti like, people, Alex that's Daniels. That's the important thing. Uh, Daniels is currently serving as the second vice president, office manager of the Stuntmen's Association of Motion Pictures. I like that you're he has both the role of second vice president and office manager. <laughs> and he's, I don't imagine it's a huge organization. It's not. A, <laughs> not sound, we pull. It's like a submarine. You know, we pull a lot of double duty. It's I mean, it makes sense. Stunt, stunt stuntmen. Their whole philosophy is like you got to play at least two things. You got to do, at, you least gotta do things. at least two things, or else you're not going to paycheck. Like, yeah, you're not going to paycheck. <laughs> you got to make it worth it. <laughs> um. Yeah, I, I, I uh, let's do some curry too because uh, there's it's rare that we get some curry. 
You guys want to read some curry? I'll read some curry. I, I got some curry for you. It's in the doc. So, Mark. <laughs> no, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here. So, um, so we got to we got to make some curry in this episode. Visual effects supervisor, as we know, Dan Curry recalled that uh, the morphing sequences of the characters for this technique, his department used a painted morph scene, a hand animated sequence from pick to pick. Curry had used this technique earlier in his career in a horror film, Friday the Thirteenth. Dan Curry worked, worked on, on Friday, Friday the Thirteenth. Man, <laughs> Dylan, Dylan is missing this, and he also doesn't listen to the podcast, so he has no idea. He'll never know. <laughs> but it was it was Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Jason lives in uh, nineteen eighty six, so it wasn't the original Friday the Thirteenth. Okay, <laughs> uh, already at that point, right. Um, the asteroids were volcanic rocks that Curry had purchased from a local building supply store. Man, he gets it from everywhere. Yeah, he knows whatever. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> he remembered I took a bucket and carefully selected each rock for its appropriateness as an asteroid. One of the guys working <laughs> in the supply yard got very curious, watching me pick up these things one at a time. Finally, he came over and said, hey, man, I've never seen someone so particular about the rocks as you. <laughs> when I explained what they were for. I wasn't sure if he thought I was crazier than, I had in the, than he had in the first place. <laughs> Honey, what, did you just buy a truck? Yeah, I bought a truck. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, oh, so we're going to do that yard work you you, you, you oh, promised to do for yeah. me. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Wait, yep. What did you buy? Oh, these? Oh, these, oh that's great. The, these rocks will be great centerpieces. We're, for putting, our, them in the, we're putting them in the yard, right? Like you said, we're going <laughs> to we're gonna do like the drought-resistant front yard. <laughs> um, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I got to... I just got to get them checked out first. <laughs> you know what? I got to send them in briefly yeah. for like a week and a half. And then uh, and then we're going to put them in the yard and then like cut forward to the set. All right, everybody. Nobody touch these rocks. <laughs> I need these rocks need, to be pristine. I'm going to need them all back when we're done. I need them all back. <laughs> like Will's like during a break, he's like drinking a soda on top of the rocks. Like get, get, that, get that soda off that thing. <laughs> get get, get that soda off that <laughs> Get off the rock, Will. Will, what the fuck are you doing on my rock? <laughs> and then Will, Will Wheaton, like at a at a con where later on, is like, I don't know. I think my least favorite person on set was Dan Curry. <laughs> <laughs> he had this thing about rocks. He had this thing about rocks. It was weird. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Jason Dan Curry. I'd love to meet him. I I would love for them to bring him back. Yeah. On. On new Star Trek, like well, Strange New World, they don't That'd do practical effects anymore. It's all, it's all CG. CGI. That's why I want him, them to bring him back because I feel like he would push for some practical effects. Yeah, practical effects married with CGI with the, is the best. Yeah. Well, it, and it it would be practical effects with a little bit of CGI and then the virtual production, which they're doing now. Yeah the the volume. Yeah the volume. Uh, okay. Let's do some a little bit of trivia here, and we can talk about the app a bit. But I don't think there's a lot to say. Um, we kind of there were, said I mean, a lot of things. There were some decent scenes in this in this episode, mm-hmm. especially for a Wesley episode. I actually enjoyed it, and for an early Trek episode, I enjoyed oh, it yeah. more than I I thought I would. It's you can tell that the cast likes each other at this point. Yeah. Like they they all have gotten to know each other, and they're they're a little playful. Uh, 
especially with Jonathan Frakes. He seems to have um, chemistry with everybody that he talks to in this yeah. episode. It's yeah. really fun. Uh, I like what? that Jordy relieves Wesley of duty for being dangerously horny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can uh, see your boner through the, your gray suit there, Did you Wes. notice the framing of that shot that covered his crotch? <laughs> He's I like, don't know why, but I was like, I bet he's got a boner right now. I bet he's thinking about her. Uh, it was, anyways, you get to see Jordy. But also the other thing is Jordy sees in a def- different spectrum of light. So he probably like saw like where Wesley was warm. <laughs> yeah, he's like, Wesley, um, I can't have you working on the warp core. You almost blew it up because you used the wrong head on the screwdriver, basically, is what he did. <laughs> Wesley, you're going you're gonna to destroy the whole ship if we're not careful. And it's just going to be because you're, and he says it. You're going through hormonal shifts. Yeah. Like <laughs> my thing about that, my thing about that was, he goes, Wesley, go get that magnet. And so Wesley goes and gets the magnet, and then he uh-huh. runs into them. And then the next scene, you see Wesley; he's in front of the mirror fixing his hair or whatever. And Jordy calls and goes, Wesley, where the fuck is the magnet? And so Where's Wesley, fucking and magnet, so like bro? after Wesley ran into the girl, he just went back to his quarters, <laughs> which you know what that means. <laughs> he was like. Gotta go take care of this real Excuse quick. Me. Yeah, I can't. This thing he is skin right tight. Yeah, he I cannot right go to work like this. <laughs> like if you learned anything from Riker, it's that. Gotta go to Holodeck yeah. 4 real quick. <laughs> it's not gonna be long. It's not gonna be long. And Jordy's like, where's where's my fucking magnet? I just and need I my love fucking that, magnet. I love that I love that when Jordy calls him too, he gets a little perturbed. Like Jordy calls and he's like, Wesley, where'd you go? You okay? Yeah, I'm fine, dude. Yeah. Why are you calling me right now? Because like, like you're literally get, on duty. When you get caught, you're like, yeah, oh no, I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, we're, we're fine. We're fine. Isn't he with Data at that point? He's like, Data, tell me everything about this dolphin. <laughs> he's like, I think I so. have detailed files. <laughs> he's just like listening. He's like, cool. Thanks, robot. My wingman, the robot. And then he tells, no, in that moment, he tells, uh, he tells Data, he's like, I'm not trying to dissect her because Data basically says like, if you guys want to have sex, you can have sex. Like, it's like, you it's you totally can, possible, you're pretty dude. compatible. Like, <laughs> was that in that scene, or was that when he was getting advice from everyone? When he was, getting, I thought that was the same thing. When he was I thought that was the same scene. Somebody said he, it was unlikely that they could procreate, and Wesley's like, I, "Hey, I didn't say anything about procreating. I'm just trying to get these. <laughs> trying, I, trying I'm trying to, to lose that V card." <laughs> I I love this person. Do you, Wesley? He does do say that. you. He says he <laughs> loves her. her. And she's like, I love you too. <laughs> oh man, it's it's uh, it's brilliant. Uh, Can I say one of my favorite sex segments of this? Yes. Uh, so they're in uh, Med Bay, and uh, the Guardian is like that 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 motherfucker's sick and contagious. You gotta kill. <laughs> you gotta kill him. Kill that guy. <laughs> Not like, not like, not like, you know, help quarantine him. it, not quarantine him, Put him behind you got field. kill him. So then we get, we get a war fighting a big Yeti, which is always fun. Yeah. No fighting actually happened. They were just like, they were just like puffing their chests out at yeah. each other. Um, and then we get a security called and <laughs> yes, the I, first so security guard up. that walks in is like total 
yeah, total like original Star Trek, like <laughs> slink, like slinks into the room, totally Can sexy. Like, oh, like he comes in with so much jazz. Yeah, it's the only way like, I can explain it. <laughs> no, he it looked like he watched a bunch of William Shatner. Yes. and was like, "This is how I'm going to enter the room." And like they yelled action. He's like, "I got this," and he like comes in, and then all the other security guards that come in were like, "I don't know how we're going to beat that." Yeah, but we're going to try. <laughs> I guess. Rob <laughs> Cards there too. Yeah, like <laughs> they shot this like end of day too. So Bowman's like, this, this is ridiculous. These extra, what the hell? Why are they coming in this way? It's like, sir, we're almost out of film. It's like, I, we have to finish the scene. So I guess that's it. Like that's okay. the take. Because <laughs> like, yeah, first guy comes, and it's not just it's his expression. His whole body is in it. That was him being like, "This is how I'm discovered. This, <laughs> this is it. how I'm getting discovered." I'm big <laughs> People are gonna no- are gonna notice this, and the problem is, yeah, like you broke the cardinal law of being an extra. People noticed you. We noticed you. Here we are. But noticed thirty like three noticed years. Him, later. I liked him. I, liked I loved it. it. I it was loved so it. Great. More camp <laughs> I thought like it was this, great. please. Uh, <laughs> What's funny is uh, also when the shapeshifter goes from Yeti to regular cooler, um, uh, old lady Anya, Worf then starts to like punch her and stops himself. I'm like, the timing of this was clearly (laughs) like Rob Bowman was saying like, and now she's morphed back to a person. Go ahead, Michael. And Michael does the swing. But the editor like didn't do that, didn't time that out properly. So it just looks like Worf is an idiot. (laughs) It looks like Worf, it looks like Worf realizes he can't beat the Yeti, but he can definitely beat on an old lady. Yeah, and then he's like, "Ah, I shouldn't do that. That's not honorable. (laughs) Might be. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's camp. Uh, Pulaski doesn't put up like a huge fight. She's like, you like, you can't kill this guy. No. I mean, yeah. Like, if you if push came to shove, would I move out of the way? A hundred percent. If it's me or him, him, him probably. <laughs> but don't don't please 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 <laughs> please. Um. Let's see. <laughs> he reads poetry of, yeah, Worf's. What I like about the Worf's description of love is that it comes back, right? In Deep Space Nine. Of how, how women and, and the like Klingon mating rituals. Yeah. Well, the the introduction to the scene, which I thought was great, was like the smash cut to Worf just screeching. Yes. yes. Which I thought was yes. amazing. And it's yes. just like, because it's like, oh, Wesley's like, oh, I'm going to, because I think it was, I don't know if it was before. I think it was before the the um the 10 forward scene but it was like oh I, i'm gonna get advice about how to how to pursue this girl and it just is like wharf just screaming and it was wonderful <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then he was like you make those noises and he goes no the women make those noises the, yeah <laughs> like <laughs> the men read poetry, the men read poetry. <laughs> oh the, the, the other thing that he's like they, they make those noises and they throw things at the men yeah. the men read poetry and, and dodge and, du- and dodge. dodge yeah and duck <laughs> And it's like, oh, this, it follows then in Deep Space Nine that Worf is a soft boy reading poetry oh, yeah. and doing Klingon opera. Yep. Uh, Holy shit, teddy bear friend. <laughs> when they turn, why did, why did Anya turn into a tiny teddy, tiny Yeti? The, I don't know. The creatures, it's very, um, 
we're still in B movie territory with these creatures. Yes. Original uh, series style. Yeah, very um, the the mouths and faces are very B movie, which it's campy. I I thought they were funny. Um, I didn't read as scary to me, which I think is what they were going for. Yeah, uh, yeah, but it's still that like yeah original series like swamp monster. Yeah, that's I put creature from it. the Black Lagoon like right. Uh, there's an episode of the original series where a monster looks very similar to this. Um, and it's basically like a succubus. Like it sucks the life. Like it's a beautiful woman in normal mode. Isn't and the salt, salt vampire? I think it's a salt vampire. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Cause I, they okay, bring it back I, in lower decks. <laughs> the salt vampire. Um, this is weird. So I just was looking for like TOS monster woman is what I was looking for. And I come across, a person has done like beautiful pencil art that is also like erotic art of women from the original, <laughs> like guest stars from the original series. Yes. And so I've just got like all these like 60s babes pencil art. Yeah, just- <laughs> like this is not what I was looking for. I was looking for like the opposite of this. This is way too. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> you, yes. You search Google, you get, you get stuff, Jan. <laughs> It knows what I want. Yeah, salt vampire, hundred percent. That's what like this reminded me of. And like the teeth that go all around it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that. Now, I've, do you have you ever watched? You, you could not watch the X Files, Mark. I'm pretty sure because no, too spooky. It's too spooky. Uh, but I Doris, love the X Files. You love the X Files. Yeah. You know yeah. the episode where there's the the sewer monster. Yeah. What was that yeah. called? The episode. I can't remember. It's fucking legendary it's, though. Yeah. That's what yeah. the salt vampire <laughs> reminds <Yep>. me of. <laughs> Uh, X-Files is so good. Okay. That's uh, enough. It, it's one of those shows too that like is good and then gets really bad. When it, when the X-Files is bad, the X-Files is very bad. Yeah. Uh, when it's uh, teetering on that edge of campy, spooky, that's that's when it's at its best. The reboot was terrible. I, I didn't watch it because uh, I was afraid of that. Um, there's so much talk about personal life in inappropriate situations here, like the engine room, that I just wanted someone to be like, I am fucking, I am trying to work here. I am, I, Jesus Christ, I, I am yeah, trying to work. It sounded like a Saved by the Bell episode. It's like, <laughs> like everyone's- And like, the bridge. It happens on the bridge too. Yeah. Wesley's walking around. It's like, hey guys, um, do you have any advice about dating girls? <laughs> and somebody's just like, Jesus fucking Christ. Just like, what the hell, kid? Trying to run a diagnostic. Like, I, imagine, like I imagine Picard here. walks into that and like everyone is just like, seated cross-legged around Wesley like yeah. giving advice and stuff and Picard walks in and be like who the fuck's flying the ship right what now? What is happening? Yeah. What are we doing? <laughs> what is what is the deal here? <laughs> that is what happened. That's why you never see blonde helmswoman ever again. She's just <laughs> what, she gets fired One little this. thing that I noticed at the beginning was Riker goes up and he um, Riker is telling her to like go like pull up to the planet or something. And he, when he tells her he like waves down at her, like to like put his hand on the back of her chair or something, but he like swats at it. I don't know. It was like such a weird move uh-huh. uh, that I've never seen him do before. Um, and never again. And never again. It was like, it, it was almost like, it was like the least manly thing I've ever seen Riker do. He's like such uh-huh. an alpha usually. Yeah. I, I just, I, it's like a completely random thing that I noted. It was just like a little That's like, a, 
Riker's got a lot of little moments in this. He does in this episode. I feel. I like. mean, I mean, the ten forward episode with. I mean, the ten forward um, scene. scene with Guinan. So good. My, my the ten forward scene with Guinan is 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 good, but it begins with with Wesley asking Riker, yes. like stuff, right? And then it goes to Riker going like, "Hey, Guinan, can you take this over?" And I thought Riker just bounced. I thought this was like a moment. Because of the way they shot it, it made it feel... Because I, I, I've i seen this episode before, but I forget most of it. And so he like... Basically, it sounds like he's passing the buck to Guinan. Yeah. Because it looks like on his face, like, I can't deal with this anymore. Yeah. Hey, Guinan, come deal with this. And gets up. And then the next shot is them at a table somewhere else. And I was like, oh. So they just straight up like move from the bar to a table. Yeah. Like what happened? <laughs> just want, he doesn't want people to see this because uh, he's about to go... Weapons hot. Yeah, on, he's about on, to go warp, on ten, warp 10 on Guy. <laughs> They're going to vote turn into lizard babies right. after this. Uh, <laughs> you kind of like everything Riker says is way over the top cheesy. And also, like, you get that it works. They just they play this scene so wonderfully, the both of the actors. Well, uh, Whoopi's such a great actor. She is. And yeah. Frakes has such charisma that yeah. like the sexual tension feels real <laughs> it's like yeah. you're like oh god like am i intruding on <laughs> yeah like but it's true that like wesley is like this is the wrong phase like i'm still in talk about magnets because it sounds like she also knows stuff about magnets so i'm just gonna do what i know phase <laughs> yeah. of romantic <laughs> exploration right. like oh you like the smiths me too i like the smiths uh <laughs> do you want to hang what out what i like about them i don't i don't they sound nice <laughs> they sound nice um hey if you want to hang out i've got seven insane holodeck programs yeah. to show you <laughs> Well, it's like Riker has so much game and Wesley has yeah. no game. <laughs> Absolutely none. Uh, <laughs> shut up, kid. Shut up, kid. <laughs> it's a great We're scene. Playing. <laughs> great scene. Um, I also, I thought it had a pretty sweet ending uh, of uh, Wesley just, well, for one thing, Wesley feels really betrayed because the the hot girl alien turned into a Yeti. He's like, this was my this was my Wesley is racist against yes, aliens moment as usual. Is it as fun usual. playing a humanoid? <laughs> Nut up, you little dick, <laughs> like, buddy. <laughs> you knew you knew she was an alien. This is always this is always a a, a possibility yeah. when you see an alien. <laughs> That's I, I called him in my notes. I called him a bigoted piece of shit. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Quote: Can you even feel love? What the hell does like, that mean, <laughs> buddy? You of all people, at least you should know that. Like, come on, come on. You work oh. on the Enterprise. If uh, you, you still, how many love? times do you have to learn this lesson? Can you even feel love? Well, because is he is he still racist piece of shit towards uh, Worf at this point? No, they're they're. I mean, remember how or often they, they were paired they together? Up at this yeah, point. They, they inexplicably hang out all the time, right? And Worf <laughs> just always is like, "Stop being racist." And Wesley's like, "Ah, oh, right, yeah, right. Yeah, I, shouldn't yes. be I forgot you. You told me that before, and I forgot. I still need to not be racist. <laughs> right. I gotta remember that. I keep forgetting to not be racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. <laughs> So this thing, uh, Celia is a shapeshifter. Yes. So is Anya. Mm -hmm. They're beings seemingly full of light. 
Um, I'm curious. I would like to see Lower Decks revisit this because it seems like that's a prerogative that they're pursuing nowadays. Um, but like, would the founders find these guys and hang out, chat? Would they be threatened by these other shapeshifters? Would they? I mean, they're not solids technically, right? Odo has the capability to become light. Like these people, yeah, because he show, that's how yeah. he shows himself to Kira in yeah. that one episode. So I think, are they related? What's, anyways? They are kind of the precursor to the founders. Hundred percent Trek lore. I don't know. <sighs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like they don't get the same reverence that the founders do. <laughs> They're not <Yeah>. gods. <laughs> well, the founders, right. the founders have constructed that reverence for yeah. themselves. <laughs> That's true. That's Whereas true. These, these aliens <laughs> seem mostly chill. They do have a monarchy, which is strange, but okay. Could they, well, she was supposed to unite the people in a planet that was half in light and half darkness, which when yeah. they pulled up to the planet, the planet seemed looked like Venus to me. It looked totally in light, but it, yeah, it does not look tidally locked to the sun. Yeah. But. Mm, nope. It also looked like the planet they came from, which was what they <laughs> I like, think it was straight up the said same shot at that point. Yeah. <laughs> I think data was like, it seems like the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> Somebody's looking at the coordinates and like swears under their breath, like, fuck, I never hit enter. Leave. Like we didn't oh, actually shit. go. What I realized was it was 30 minutes into the episode and they had been going impulse the whole time. I was like, oh, yeah. God, we really haven't been going anywhere this whole time. <laughs> Why? And it's all Wesley's fault. Yeah. Yeah. They would have had that done before if Wesley hadn't had a boner. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You're relieved of duty, 15-year-old. There's a 1,000 people on this ship, Jordy. You're telling me nobody else could do this job? Tell me nobody else can do this. You saying no one else? Nobody else? <laughs> so yeah, I know. Acting ensign. So one of the things that I thought was funny was Riker. No, Picard goes, Picard's like, done. He's like, I'm ready to get these people off my ship. And he goes, he goes, Riker, get us there as fast as possible. Yeah. And Riker turns to the it turns to the helm. I don't know why Picard didn't say it, but turns to the helm and he goes, <laughs> Warp 8.8. Yep. I'm pretty sure. Enterprise can go faster than Warp 8.8. But. Yeah, I believe Enterprise can go at 9.6 as fast as possible as yeah. 9.6. It can't sustain that for more than 10 minutes, I know, I think. but safely but, like yeah. 9.2, 9.3. Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's hedging his bets, you know? Yeah. He's like, he's, it, it's a weird way of doing it, but he's pulling the um, he's pulling the uh, Scotty thing of like if I if I need to go faster, right. I'm gonna leave myself a little you got reserve. Fifteen like percent, like, you know? right? right. Well, it's like if you're driving on a highway and you're going seventy five, going eighty is not gonna get you there. Fa if if your destination is ten minutes away, going eighty is technically faster, but you're only gonna save thirty seconds. I'm or just saying the you know? order was as fast as possible. As possible. <laughs> I just like warp 8.8 .8 and Picard stops, turns, looks at Riker and said, I said, did I, did I stutter? Did <laughs> Riker's I, like 9.6. <laughs> Reroute power from life support and the holodex 338. These shapeshifters Sh off my off ship. My ship. <laughs> We're all turning into salamanders, dude. <laughs> I want to be here and everywhere at once. <laughs> Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Oh. Good stuff. I'm just do some quick trivia here. 
Um, the, the magnet prop, God, we talked so much about superconductor magnets in this episode, was reused in prime factors in Voyager as the spatial trajector matrix. Uh, in 2380 on lower decks, Cupid's errant arrow, Ensign Mariner uh, <laughs> calls the mon- the Yeti monsters a dolphin on oh, her really? like, on her conspiracy board. She calls it, <laughs> yes. or is it a dolphin? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Will Wheaton, uh, <laughs> apparently references this episode a lot on a convention circuit. He says, he says, I used to get a lot of mileage out of this joke. I tell at conventions. The first girl that Wesley fell in love with turned out to be a shapeshifter who turned into a hideous monster. You know, after he had exposed his soul to her, which happened a lot of, not to me in my personal life. And I was glad Star Trek was able to capture that parallel. <laughs> so funny. Uh, <laughs> in this is his first on-screen kiss. Um, <clears throat> And then a little bit of trivia. In this episode, Wesley says they've charted 19% of the galaxy, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it's actually a lot. Uh, In the season prior, they had said that they had explored 11% of the galaxy. So somehow they almost doubled the amount of the galaxy they explored in one year. So I don't know what the Federation is doing. Uh, Enterprise D was kicking ass. Yeah, it's just freaking going as fast as possible, just like resolving problems. It knows how it knows what it's doing. It knows what it's doing. It's a it's a it's a tightly uh uh well running humming machine. I can't think of the word. A well oiled machine. Well oiled machine. Well oiled machine. Uh, Mark it's say, say along. the wrong thing. <laughs> it's Mark, a, can you give me something? Like your well your machine is full of oil. It's a well humming jalopy. This thing. <laughs> jalopy. <laughs> yes, yes, that's exactly what I was looking for right there. Uh, here's something I'll say. Because uh, I've been reading a lot of hard sci-fi, the most efficient way to explore a galaxy, if they have the technology in, uh, that they do in Star Trek, is just to create tiny little nanoprobes and send them out just everywhere, and just have them send data back. That's what they would do, and that's that makes sense. That's just yep. how they would do it, and all species yep. would do this. Everybody that, would just do that. That was something that. Um because I enjoy, um, this is totally off topic. I enjoy um, the space battles in um, 90s Trek where they're, all the ships are flying around shooting at each other. But that was something that I thought Discovery did really well where it's like the two ships are just facing each other and there's a ton of tiny little things flying around. Yeah. And the two big ships, I thought Discovery did that well. That's what made, that made me think of, the little nano. Yeah, space combat would be like that and also at much further distances. Yeah. Like it, space combat would take place at the range of hundreds of thousands of kilometers at the closest. You wouldn't even be able to see your enemy right, because that's that's the most efficient way to fight, to be in combat in space. Um, but that's not visually interesting. So Star Trek and Star Wars. Um, yep. The, and the, this episode had a lot of great lines my favorite line was probably at the very beginning when they run into wesley runs into her and she walks away after they she plays with his magnet and she walks away and and he goes up to Riker and he goes who is she and Riker goes uh i think she's a governess that to me, and he was like, "Not her, the girl, the and, babe." And I was like, Riker. "That to me made me laugh so hard." And he goes, "He goes, she's way out of your league." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> like yeah, Riker's thing, like you could probably get with the governess if you play yeah. your cards right, but 
Just, yeah. She's way too good for you, you little street urchin. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Buddy, you don't even know. She's going to be a, pre- a queen of a whole planet. Like a, uh, I think she's a governess. I love that record. It's just like... It is such a just dad Just like pranking thing. you. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Uh, shall we pop into the archive? Yeah. Anything uh, else? I don't have anything else. I, I've gone through all my notes. Oh, I like that. Uh, how about that? How about that scene at the end where Worf and uh, the governess uh, basically are like, "Hey, like maybe we'll fight again someday." Maybe we should bang. <laughs> I think it was kind of like game respect game sort of situation. Yeah, like right, I half right. expected them to like do a cool like fist bump handshake thing. You know, like <laughs> you're pretty good, kid. In my notes, I said, "You know, Is Worf and, crushing um, on the old bat." Probably. I think so. I think he's like, and you, yeah. I, I uh, I asked to escort you to the other uh, transporter. Yeah. <laughs> Usually I have one of my uh, security officers oh my do, gosh, but, uh, I'll do it. I want to take care of this myself. I'll do it this. You time. know the guy that like you know the guy that like sexually came into the room. Yeah, he was gonna do it, yeah. but <laughs> we fired you him. and me. I, I felt something. <laughs> I felt something. You know what I'm talking about? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> uh, a thing I noticed in this episode that I'm not sure if it shows up in later seasons. I think they changed the set design. The frosted plastic on the warp core. Did you guys notice this? There's like no. a frosted. I don't know how else to describe it. It's glittery. Uh, the warp core. But I think they changed this in later seasons and they get rid of the frosting on it. Uh, but I, it just, to me, is very um, community theater-esque. Yeah. Uh, hey, it's still season two, season right? Two. So we're still, we're still getting this like little bit of the original series yeah. in there so after, um, after she was gone um wesley's in 10 forward and he's he's like staring at his drink and yeah. i was in the room i was watching we have two tvs in our living room and i was watching on one tv and uh my partner was playing video games and as he was staring at the drink um samuel was just sitting there and he goes she looked just like these bubbles. Because <laughs> he usually doesn't pay any attention while I'm watching the episode. For he sure. just like chimed that in. I was like, I was like oh my God. The, <laughs> speaking of that scene, whoever mixed that sound mixed his carbonated drink so into the that conversation. It was so, so loud. loud. <laughs> it was so loud. And I was like... Did he actually have a carbonated drink and they couldn't get it out? Like, because they were, they were getting sound off the, you know, on set. And like, they were just like, I don't know. He, he had, who gave him an actual carbonate? Why is that still in the shot? The boom just picked it up. (laughs) I thought I was just experiencing, you know, I have the, like a good sound system. Yeah, we get it. You have a really nice sound system. I thought it was just doing the weird thing where the the decoder was like, and this sound is now most of it. (laughs) Cause sometimes it was doing like the, it was doing the AirPod Pro. Uh, I pick up all background sound yeah. and none of the voice. Nope. Turns out it really is just mixed that way. That's how they mixed it. I was like, what? Is this an important thing to have mixed in there? What is going on? It reminded me of Taxi Driver uh, when like, he throws the... Um, you guys know Taxi Driver, Martin Scorsese movie, where he throws the Delta antacids in the glass and right. he just slowly zooms in on the glass. And I was like, this is a, is Thomas Schoonemacher edit this? Like, <laughs> it's building tension in a way that I don't think fits at all with the episode. <laughs> no? 
Just uh, that's Rob Bellman. He's like, I just saw Taxi Driver again. Such a good movie. We're gonna do a close up on the carbonated bubbles at the end. It really represents Wesley's feeling of loss. He's bubbling. (laughs) Can we make sure? Can we make sure that the the shotgun mic is closer to the bubbles than it is (laughs) to the? So I can't really get in there without the lighting. It's like, okay, we'll relight it. We'll reset it. (laughs) The the, the DP is like, oh, I. We'll relight it, I guess. Fuck. He's <laughs> <laughs> got like 19 lights set up. It's like, we're getting reflection now. And just like, ah. Shine from underneath. Yeah. Like, <laughs> this took all, this took a whole shooting a day whole to get day. right. <laughs> this is why, this is why they can only do one take of the security guards popping in. <laughs> Don't worry, I got it, guys. <laughs> yeah, Rob Bowman was real stressed. I'm going to make sure I do my best job possible when I come in. <laughs> Just hear him go, fuck. <laughs> oh. righty. Let's go. That's a new bit. Rob Bowman, whenever he's a director. It's, yeah. That's his bit. Is real, he picks his, one environmental thing. Real quick, I'm gonna grab my he, water. Grab your water. Oh, I, was gonna, I thought you were water. gonna say I thought you were gonna say his new bit is whenever Rob Bowman's directing, he had watched a different cinematic masterpiece. <laughs> yeah. And like decides to do one thing from that. <laughs> yeah. So you guys seen a Citizen Kane lately? It's like not late lately. Well, we're gonna do a crane shot here, opening it's the episode crane shot. from the bridge into engineering. It's like that's like fifty decks. Like I don't care. We're going to do it. Uh, we're doing it. We're doing it. Okay, but we have to go through like a bunch of different quarters. Yeah, we do, and it's gonna. This happen. is Star Trek. Make it happen. <laughs> this is like where Star. This is Starfleet. Comes. I was like, this is Star Trek. <laughs> You walk into the soundstage and it looks like a Schenectady, New York situation where they've built out 50 decks of a... <laughs> Just for this one unnecessary this crane, one crane shot. shot. <laughs> We've chewed through half a season's budget just doing this one shot. It's good, Rob though. Bowman. Rob Bowman. Cut! That was perfect. Unfortunately, I don't think we're going to have time to put it in the episode. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. <laughs> it just takes too long. To develop. We've gone through two commercial breaks. The enterprise is very large. It's the whole episode. They cut the episode from this season. (laughs) All right. You got your water, buddy? Yep. Your bubbling water? It's just regular water. Uh Uh-huh. Accessing Starfleet Archives. USS Enterprise D. Simulating. You may now enter the holodeck. Oh, whew. Huh. Uh, I, I, whew. I feel strange. I feel strange. McCall, how are you? Uh, uh, Tom? I'm okay. Hi. What? Hi. Why? Why you feel? Why you feel so strange? Um, I was just speaking to Commander Riker, and he looked deeply into my eyes and started talking about my physical features in a way that normally I would find to be inappropriate, but I don't know. Some, something's happening. Wait, what? Oh, Riker, I think, was going to go on a date later today, so he might have just been practicing on you. Oh, is, like his, is he just letting his mojo out everywhere? He's been practicing on everybody, I feel like, and uh, that can sometimes lead to feelings. He does that. Yeah. He kind of ramps up. Right. Oh, I feel right. very ramped up. Like I'm, I'm not quite pawn faring, you know. You know, you know what they said in the academy. Like I, I pawn far. So yeah, like, I've heard. I that. have the reputation. We all yeah, know we you all pawn know you far. far. But, uh, <laughs> but this was this was intense. Uh, 
even for me. So, I mean, I was in ten forward earlier, heard, uh-huh. and I heard him making moves on Guinan, so that wow. makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. You think it's serious between him and Guinan, or she told Wesley to shut up? So. Well, yeah. I mean, I, I told Wesley to shut up too, but. Yeah. I think everyone tells Wesley yeah, yeah. to shut up. What, what's what's going on with you two? Passages. Oh, I'm just you know getting ready to pack my bags and be kicked out of Starfleet. You know, like that's that's how my day's going. What, what do you mean get kicked, you out, kicked Starfleet? out of Starfleet? Well, okay. So earlier, uh, I walked into. Basically, here's the story. Like I'm I'm working. I'm doing my normal thing. I get a, a, a com over the com badge. It's Riker. He says, "Meet me in Transporter Bay Three. I walk into Transporter Bay Three. He, they're transporting a bunch of stuff that I had packed, basically, like a bunch of crates You've that been I had doing packed. a lot of crate packing yeah, lately. Yeah, right, right. And so he, you know, wanted me to double check and make sure that they had everything that they needed. Yeah. Uh, I don't know why he was there. First of all, like this isn't normally his like. Well, who, who is working the like, transporter? Jeff. It wasn't even. Oh. It was. It, it wasn't, wasn't even. Uh, no, and it wasn't even O'Brien. Yeah, yeah. Like O'Brien That's, wasn't. He they was off shift. Always give O'Brien all the good stuff. Right, and I feel like maybe because Jeff is like third transporter, yeah. maybe he was there to supervise. Yeah. Um, but again, I still don't understand why he was there. But he was like basically like, I need you to, to make sure that everything is good. I like you know check everything. I turn around. I walk off the transporter pad, and Riker gives me this look. This look of like, are we good? And and I did he say like, are we good? No, but you know the look that he gives you sometimes of like, uh, can we? Uh, we're good, he right? Kind of raises can, his eyebrows a little we, bit. Yeah, we can move forward. But with sometimes this. that's kind of but, a sexy look. Are you sure he wasn't trying to be sexy? I mean, with everything that's going on with his date later on, it could have been. Yeah. But it really felt like the like, are we good? Okay. And so did he do a thing? I with was his like, hand? did he like flick his hand? Kind of. Like this little it was like a little thing earlier. Yeah, it was like a. Are we good? And then. Uh, and so I was okay yeah we're good but he didn't say anything because I thought I gave him the nod back so I was just like energized and then he opened his mouth and was about to say and then but you said you said energized before Riker I think I cut I think I cut him off and that was just yeah yeah no I mean I would not say energized until I'm a lieutenant junior grade at least right but why was he there why was he there like he shouldn't even have been. Normally, I would be the one that says energize because right. I'm checking. It's a bunch of crates. I'm checking yeah, my that's, load. That's right? like, like Academy 101. If you're not the highest ranked in the room, you don't energize before. You definitely don't. Why didn't he say something first? You don't warp. You don't energize. Yeah, that's like being on the bridge and saying, "Make it so" in front of Captain Picard. Yeah. Okay, we all know that nobody would do that. Well, you said right? energize in front of Riker. I, I know, and that's why I feel like any day now and, I'm just gonna get. Demoted and kicked off the ship, and a ton of who knows. I've like I've caught you about to say, engage, on and the, I've well, been like, like on the bridge. We're on the right, bridge. Well, well, you're Picard, like at one of those like, little gives, side stations, and you're like, I know, but Picard, and Picard Picard's like, like warp nine, and you're like pause. engage. Yeah, I've well, seen Picard you do that. A little, I know, because it's funny at that point. Like, I think Picard laughs at that sometimes. And it's like, you Does know, he? it's not loud enough for anyone to really take seriously. It's like, engage. <laughs> but you do say it. Well, yeah. But I'm not serious about yeah. it. We, how do we know? We've never, we've never false started in an engage because I was jokingly saying engage, right? I mean, 
So, do you guys think uh, Captain Picard might be mad at me? Why? Why would Captain? You both are so in I your heads about. No, I don't. This, mine know is Picard real. Knows. First of all, I didn't. I didn't say energize in front of Riker. I was. I was at the helm, just doing my thing. Uh-huh. It's like the third time I've ever sat there. Captain Picard was like, "Hey, I want to go. I want to go." At a higher impulse speed, but instead of saying it to me, he said it yeah. to Riker, and then Riker said it to me. Yeah, it's chain of command. That's chain of command, right? Okay, why not just Riker, say it Riker's to me? Well, he he mm. keeps. Do- he's done this multiple times. Multiple times, he's said, like, "Oh, I want some coffee. I want. I want uh, tea, Earl Grey hot." Riker, can you get? Uh, can you get McCall to get me an Earl Grey tea hot? So he says your name. He, it's not because he doesn't know your name. No. I he I knows your myself. name and he has the Riker tell you specifically. When I'm working on the bridge, I, I always introduce myself. You guys know that I do that. It's a kind it of is a, habit a weird of mine. tick of yours. You're like Ensign McCall yeah. reporting for duty. Well, because I'm a little bit newer here. You've been on the show yeah, for we get two that, but years. Like, honestly, they don't. They really don't normally care as long as the shift is covered. Yeah. kind of a thing. You Most know? of the time, like I just slide in the chair. I don't even make eye contact. I don't even look at anybody. It's just like data gets up. I'm like, and I go in. That's that's how I do it. Well, then how are you going to get promoted? I mean, most promoted? of the time, most of most of the time, people on the bridge know who I am already. So I just kind of yeah, like because you shout engage. Do a couple during... of do a couple of high fives, a couple of handshakes, and then I sit yeah. in my chair. You know, you're you probably should pack those bags, Tom. I mean, just like just in case, because like you've been packing those crates, you're, you're pretty good at packing things. You just have a go bag ready to go. Do you really think he's gonna demote me? For How, what, what's he gonna demote he... you to, Tom? You're an ensign already. I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna go to the lower decks on a California class ship or uh, something. That's I hear those are unlikely. fun. Though. Are they fun? Well, I hear they're fun and they have the best food, but I'm just you know. Yeah, talk about food. I can't sleep in a hallway. Uh, you know how hard it is for me to sleep in my own quarters with a roommate right now. I can't. I can't sleep in a hallway. You go, you're still in a hallway. No. He's no, I'm saying, saying if I was demoted to a California class. class. Okay, I was gonna say I don't think you, we even have hallways here. We, say, don't. My cr- we don't. My quarters are huge. I forget that I have that extra room. Do you guys also forget that you have that extra room? You guys have an extra room. I have two extra rooms. Check check your check your floor plan because I have an extra room. You have two. How'd you? Yeah. Well, you have the you have the Bajoran requisition because you need a room for worship. Like yeah. You have, you have a, that little orb replica. Yeah. A little temple. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just have an extra room. I I thought about keeping like a 3D chess board or maybe some some Calto or something like that going on there, but like nobody will play with me, so it's just kind of empty right now. Calto is a incredibly boring game especially know. when you don't know how to just, play just, or you well, play against just you. try it just Dude. i just need you to try isn't isn't there one 10 player? times is barely enough to get an acclimated isn't there a one to the player game. version can you play against yourself yeah i'm tired of playing solo i just want you guys to play with me you said Riker was hitting on you why don't you ask Riker to play i don't know man because i he might it misinterpret might it he might think that i want to like play you know i mean what do you mean? He's got that you new know, beard. Play. He's got that new beard. He's it's... got that new beard. It's a little fuzzy. I don't know. He might pawn far too. I, I, he doesn't pawn far. He does. No, a, he's, that's he's true. Rikers. Riker fucks. Yeah, Riker. Yeah, Riker fucks. <laughs> straight up. We all, we all have a shirt. <laughs> that's true. Remember, remember when he passed uh, those out Kurt on our first day. Shirts? He passed those out on our first day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Where? By the way, where is Pert? Oh. um... He didn't want anyone to know, but um, he. It's it. 
I can't say. I honestly, I can't say. We're roommates, as you know. Oh, that's right. You're roommates and you don't have an extra room. No, that's why I'm very confused why you guys get an extra room. You you would think. You would think. (laughs) Because Pert's the one who, I think he's the one who makes all the shirts. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, I'm just going to calm down a little bit and get back to work and hopefully not run into Riker. Well, Riker just told me that the captain wants more tea, so I'm going to go take him some tea. So strange. I don't know why the captain wouldn't just tell me to bring him some tea. Or why he wouldn't use his own replicator. But It's chain of command. It's just chain of command. He has his own personal replicator in his ready room. Yeah, but maybe you're getting a promotion. Yeah, maybe you're getting a promotion. I I would see it as an opportunity, McCall. Right. Are you going to take his... uh, Little, not very many people notice, but know this. But when you take the uh, the lift up to the uh, bridge, there's a second door that goes straight into re- into the ready room, yeah. so you don't have to awkwardly walk With through. The tray. There is, yeah, yeah, yeah. You just have to make sure when you press, when you like say, when you say bridge, you don't say bridge, you say ready room, yeah. and it takes you and it opens the other door, because I I've had this situation happen where you like. Picard basically says, "Like, uh, have have you know this person meet me in my ready room, and then you get off on the bridge, and everybody heard Picard ask for you in the so it's really awkward. Yeah, it's really awkward. Like, but if you just say ready room, the other door opens up, so you don't have to have that awkward like, oh, someone does he still have to say come? walk through the bridge? I mean, yeah, the, yeah, it's it's a weird hallway, and then there's another door oh, into the okay, re- ready okay, room. Yeah, okay. yeah. So I won't just like yeah. walk into his ready room in case no, he's like no. not wearing a shirt or something. No, I will. I will no. say also like if Picard's not on the ship or he's like on an away mission or something like that, the best bathroom. Nobody uses it. Best bathroom. Nobody you can just uses go and poop bathroom. whenever you, you need it. No, whatever yeah. you want. You just hang out, and he's got some great literature in there. So oh, nice. yes, yeah. All right, good to know. Thanks, yeah. buds. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh huh. I was going to bring this up uh, before we went into the, the, but that was my, that was my question. Do you think there is a separate door on the lift (laughs) on the turbo lift that goes straight into the ready room? Because that is a very awkward walk. Like, like Picard was just like, have Wesley meet me in my ready room. Everyone on the bridge heard that Picard wasn't necessarily happy when he said that. So like Wesley's going to, Get off the turbo lift onto the bridge. Everyone's going like, <laughs> it's like the walk. It's like the walk into the principal's yeah. office from your Somebody's classroom. In right? trouble. <laughs> <laughs> what if the news too is like, um, I'm sorry, your mother died and we have to say, yeah. and he has to like leave the ready room and walk across. <laughs> we're like crying. <laughs> like what happened? Did you get in trouble? It's like, no, my mom died, asshole. <laughs> my mom died. Uh, died in an accident. I think I think there's a private entrance for that. I be. think there's like a private yeah. entrance into the 100%. ready room. Plus Picard probably wants Picard, to leave the Picard ready room wanna, sometimes Picard secretly. Did, <laughs> well, that's the thing. Picard doesn't want to have to like go onto the bridge to get to his ready room. Because yeah. sometimes he wants to be in his ready room without people knowing he's like on shift, well, right? The thing that ever happens where like he pops out of the ready room and for the morning shift and people are like, oh, I didn't even know you were there. I, I didn't see you come in. He's like, yeah, I've been here since 5 a.m. Where, where, what's going on with you guys? I think, I think Janeway and Cisco both had back doors to their, to their offices. Yeah. 
Really? Cisco definitely did have a back door to his to his office. Where you <laughs> so you didn't have to go through ops in order to get into his office. It would only make sense. Cardassians yeah, yeah. would like, build that into the design. Yeah, like, Cardassians would be the yeah. other way. But I think Janeway too had a second door into her ready room. Sure. Uh, on the on Voyager, yeah. so she's got to have a second look at the ready way, room you, where her gun rack is. Yeah. <laughs> if you look at the way that the ship is laid out, too, his ready room's off there. If you're looking at the bridge, it's off to the right, right? And he walk in, and then the turbo lift is like also there. So they share a wall. Yeah. The turbo lift and his ready room share a wall. There has to be just right. a, a like a second door. Design, classic. Mm-hmm. Let us. Let us rate this episode, this holodeck. Let us rate it. So they go to asteroid. They go on top of a moon that's looking at a gas giant with some rings. Yeah. Purple moon uh, or purple gas giant, whatever. But yeah, they're just hanging on top of an asteroid, the rock, the curry rock. Yep. What else is going on? What else? Those are the two scenes, right? Yeah, it was the two locales in the one scene. I like how basically he brings her on top of an asteroid, right? And then he's she's like, "You've been here," and he's like, yeah. "He actually doesn't answer her." He's like, yeah. he's like, "You'll you'll get here." I too bet he like hasn't. That. I bet he he's like, "Uh, right. you know, it's pretty cool, right?" <laughs> but also like, also like, if if he had like, you're on top of a fucking asteroid. There's no way you've been there other than in a ship or in so the like, holiday. Come on. Right. <laughs> also, this is such so irresponsible. Like, all somebody has to say is like, "Safety's off," and immediately they both die. Their heads pop. <laughs> <laughs> my thing, my thing about it is, it made me think of like when, it, when, um, like guys in movies from the city go to like the country, and the the little country mm-hmm. girls like, someday I'll go to the city, and the guy's the like, "Yeah, I've been to the city. It's not a big deal." Like, it, like that kind of like boasting, where it's like, "All right, bro," like. <laughs> The thing is, like, Wesley doesn't take her to cool pl- This is the avert- This is the equivalent of, like, a guy taking a girl to, like, yeah, this is, like, the broken down factory uh, right. in my neighborhood. And I just, like, <laughs> hang out here and think. There's graffiti on the walls and stuff. Like, it's a scary place where you could get murdered. And this is where, like, I hang out. You know, it's pretty right. cool. She's like, but she likes him so much. She's like, this is so Cool. cool. It's like when like when college guys hang out with high school girls. Uh, you're like, exactly. You're so lame. Go hang out with people your own age. <laughs> Except she's the college girl. Yeah. On this. <laughs> my my other thing is she's she's only ever spent time with one person, Anya, her entire life. Take her to to Earth on the holiday where she can see other people, like a big yeah. city. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I I think. This is a, a constant through line of Wesley's is he doesn't actually understand people and he's socially not very good. Well, so because he hangs out with Jordy, Jordy and Data are his Data. best friends yeah. and he's racist. Yeah. He needs exposure to other people. <laughs> like, let's let's face it. Crusher, Wesley Crusher would be an incel. He, he, yeah. he, uh, absolutely. He, he's like, absolutely. Why girls like me? Uh, his best friend, Jordy, is like, I get it, buddy. Uh, <laughs> that's why I only holodeck chicks. <laughs> you want to start a you want to start a club because a hologram is basically what incels have been advocating for. It's like yeah, they should just make mandatory sex dolls. You right. know. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, d- anyways, Wesley disaster human. Um, just a sad boy. Aesthetically, it was cool. I don't yeah. remember it for the dialogue. I don't remember anything that they talked about. 
Yeah. I remember hearing them start talking in the holodeck and go, I need to remember this because it is dialogue and it is what we were rating. And now I don't remember any of I it. Remember so it is very, <laughs> very There wasn't a ton there. Yeah. Can a world like this truly exist? Like, yeah. I'm, it's yeah. not even that Clearly, impressive. We're here. We're, we're here. We did it. Yay. But I guess like her planet sucks. So we're like yeah, where she, she grew was up like sucks. In Venus. So yeah. Uh, like a, a, a pressure cooker atmosphere. Um one of the places was called Russo Five. That's the place where she's like, You've been to this place? And he's like, Pretty cool, right? Yeah, baby. <laughs> we're standing on an asteroid. How sweet is that? <laughs> yeah, there's not much going on here, so let's just go down the list. <laughs> the asteroid's so small, you better get closer. <laughs> Oh no, the asteroid is breaking apart. You better hold on. Better jump into my arms. <laughs> pretty cold, isn't it? Yeah. Face is very cold. We can keep each other warm on this rock. Space is so cold. No one can hear you scream. Oh wait, that's a different. <laughs> it kind of reminds me um. of a, it's always sunny in Philadelphia, like going on a boat because of the implication. You guys know what this is? No. <laughs> Dennis, who is a psychopath, Dennis. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is talking to Mac uh, yeah. about like, oh yeah, like we get a boat, we take the the girls out on a boat, and you know they they hook up with you. It's like why? Because right. of the implication. It's like, and Mac's like, what? What's the implication? It's like, well, you know, like run a boat, you know, like doesn't boat. work out. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> and, and Mac calls and I was like, "Are you saying that we would murder?" It's like, never. It's the implication. It's like that doesn't sound right. And he's like, "It's fine. It works all the time." This is Wesley's version of the implication. Right. right. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, dialogue. I'm gonna give it a 1.5. I just nothing really stands out. They to talked, me. so I'm gonna give him a one. There's dialogue. It gets a point five, but that's it. <laughs> Romance. I mean, this is a date. This is a teenager date. Yeah. It's it's awkward. I'll give it a three for that. They were in. They were both in love. They both professed their love for each other. You know what they they fucking did? Four. Four. Um, it's sweeter and more yeah. genuine than most love on on the holiday. Yes. True. All right, and they're both human. <laughs> they, I mean, they are well, both. Uh, they're both physical beings. Well, they're, not they're even conscious. Physical. They're sentient, sentient beings. I'll say sentient beings. beings. She's yeah. not even physical, but yeah, she's pure light. Yeah. <laughs> uh, action zero zero. Yeah zero. They had to stand very still on that rock, or <laughs> Dan Curry was going to freak out. <laughs> Suspense. That's a zero for zero. me. I got nothing there. Darius? Um, yeah, zero. Camp. This, that's actually pretty great. I just set design. I just like more like, I don't know if it's campy. I guess it is campy to take a girl out on a date to these places. He doesn't go to Risa. He doesn't go to beaches. He doesn't go to nice places. He takes her to weird places. Well, he takes her to the like cold, dead, barren space. I Yeah, like. Definitely thinking like a weird incel nerd. Like, yeah, didn't take her to a tropical paradise where when he definitely should have. Or even ask her, like, what kind of stuff do you like? Yeah. Maybe I can find something in the database. She's clearly done a lot of studying and research, so she could have requested something, and this is where he chooses to take her. Yeah. I'm going to give it a, a four for camp. I'm going to say three. Yeah, three sounds pretty good for me. Stakes. 
I mean, if those safeties turn off, the dolphin dies. <laughs> My head's exploding. <laughs> the, the, the dolphin dies, and the planets continue to war for all eternity. <laughs> I'll give it a zero. Yeah. Um. I mean, stakes of what is is Wesley going to go take her on a bad date? I guess he also like, says. Like, you should just stay with me on the Enterprise. It's like, Wesley, you would ruin a a planet's future. Does he do that? To get a weird hand job from a being of light. (laughs) Does he do that on the holodeck or does he do that that in 10 forward? He does it in 10 forward because I noted that because he's like, you should just stay here. And I'm like acting Ensign Wesley going to just fuck the prime directive and make her stay. And then she runs out of the room and Guinan comes over and goes, just because she ran away doesn't mean she doesn't want you to chase her. And then he goes after her, yeah. which was a great yeah. line. Was and also very line. clearly written by a man. Yeah. <laughs> like when, when a girl runs away, that means you're in buddy. You go. just got to chase her down. Yeah. Just go, just go. It's like, <laughs> if a woman ran away from me, I'd be like never talking to her again. That's, <laughs> Over. <laughs> I don't know what I did. <laughs> I have to look back on it. Stakes, uh, I said one. Okay, one from Mark. Will will it be a bad date? I get that, Darius. Point 0.5, 5 stakes, like for because the the stakes are there for Wesley, yeah. I guess. <laughs> to I'm get gonna a weird hand job. <laughs> <laughs> Yet a hairy Yeti hand job. <laughs> So can you can you morph into something smaller for for me? Like I just, this is a very large hand. <laughs> All right, zero for stakes for me. Computer, what's her final score? Calculating one point four seven. That is a low yep. score. Low yep. score. Hey, it breaks the track of like having 2.5. Yeah. We're having like, I think three or four episodes of like 2.5s. This is around The Devil's Do, another TNG episode. I don't even remember what the holiday. Oh, The Devil's Do was Sherlock Holmes or Christmas Carol was Scrooge. Okay. All right, guys. Um, That's that's all I got. That's all she wrote. Would we watch this episode just for the holodeck? I don't want to have that. to watch the whole episode for the holodeck. I actually think the rest of the episode is more interesting and it's not that interesting of an episode. Yeah, I would say Yeah, that. I'd probably not watch this episode. It's a new. Again. Why is this the episode that like, I feel like I could be wrong, but I feel like a lot of people have been like, you guys, have you rated the dolphin yet? And it's like, why? Have, this isn't amazing. Like, have people been asking us about the dolphin? I feel like I've heard it's because of that someone babe. say the dolphin. Because that total freaking knockout babe and that wool romper. People <laughs> want to know. I don't know. Uh, it was not yeah, somebody not good. recommended an episode, but you know, we'll just confer afterwards. I think it's been working okay. Yeah. We just haven't been we haven't been able to give people a heads up of what we're gonna be. It's gonna be a surprise <laughs> every week, folks. Ooh. Uh check our check the oh, link. Man. Uh, in the podcast, there are two links. One for the Discord, Track to the Holodeck Discord. Mm-hmm. It's a party. Yep. Two, yep. our little coffee. If you like this episode and you happen to have some spare change, I know it's holiday season, but like, would love that. That helps us keep the podcast running and pay for f- basically <laughs> operating costs. Yep. Not really even, but <laughs> um, that'd, be, that'd be wonderful. If not, one of the greatest things you can do is subscribe and review us. Yep. So 
Thanks for that. That is the greatest yep. thing. Is the great actually uh, amend that the greatest thing you can do is to share yeah. this podcast with yeah. somebody. Get somebody to listen to it. Force somebody to listen to it. Force them. Right. Uh, yeah. We should. We should. We should get a, a billboard in Los Angeles of all places for your consideration. <laughs> Trek to the holodeck. Right. Trek to the holodeck. Right. <laughs> like, what is that? Or out in the middle of like the Midwest <laughs> on like a country road. Yeah, because like that'll cost a hundred dollars for a six month rental. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Your ad here, yeah, like a like a three billboards <laughs> type situation. Yeah. You know, like that would be know. yeah. yeah. <laughs> three billboards. Uh, and it's just a picture of Mark, and it's like help this man get more followers. Just me with like two thumbs up. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in those rural areas, it always has to be Jesus themed though. So it's yeah. like Jesus loves Trek to the Holiday. Jesus people, loves people will be like, Trek yes, he does. Yes, he does. Like and subscribe. <laughs> follow, follow that. <laughs> we belong to an amazing, amazing network called Indiesaurus. Check out all their programming. They're great. You're listening to an Indiesaurus production. Yeah. Intro and outro music was provided by the artist Bodyline. Use the permission from the Midwest Collective. Now available on Bandcamp with all their other cool stuff. You're not going to get the like, cool Star Trek things, though, if you go download that. Just so you know, Jan put that on top I of did that. the actual song. I did that. So. Yep. Computer voice was provided by Verona Blue. Thank you, Verona. Yeah. And Thanks. as always, we are a fan podcast reviewing this for fun and just having a good time. So CBS, Viacom, Paramount Global, please leave us alone. Guys, I have to share something. I have to share something about CBS. I, I, I keep wanting to tell you guys this. Um, I've been watching Enterprise, obviously, for the last, I've been on a long rewatch of it. They finally uh-huh. added skip intro, right? Yes. Right. But they they messed it up for Enterprise specifically. What they do? What so what they do? The, they put a skip intro button in general. So the skip, right? That's that's, that's the error. <laughs> you should never skip that intro. Faith of the heart is not to be skipped. The problem is, um, I can imagine what the coding is like. They have it occur. Skip intro appears during the previously ons. Okay, so skip intro appears there. Then the credits play. I mean, not the credits, the, um, the intro, actual yeah. intro plays after the cold open. Uh-huh. When the intro happens, then the pop-up for um, next episode or watch credits pops oh up. Oh, my God. Oh. While the episode has just started. And oh. in, I finally figured out how to do this because I was just, I would like, I would press back and that would take me out of yeah. the episode. It's so like, how am I going to watch this episode? It's impossible. You have to select watch, watch credits, credits. Yeah. to watch the episode. So, so what you're saying is our simple <laughs> solution to this, uh, which would pay somebody minimum wage intern to go through literally or just get someone to donate their time to do it and watch the intro and do time codes is not what they no. did. They coded AI to try to do it and, and completely fucked it, fucked it up. It probably took longer to code the AI to do this too. Yeah. But yeah, that's what yeah. they did. And I, I'll have to record it because it's unreal. I thought like it might just be for like that one episode, but no, it's all of them. Every oh single God. one of them. I have to watch the credits to watch the episode. Hey, Paramount. You know what um, streaming services better than you, such as Netflix, <laughs> have done? Uh, they have a skip recap button and then, and a, then skip a skip intro, intro. button. Oh. There's, oh, look at that. Absolutely <laughs> nice. Mixed it. Hilarious. Wild. Wild. <laughs> <laughs>
anyways, just wanted to throw that out there because it is a new, fun way that, that Paramount Plus is done. All right. Well, program. You spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All holo simulations have been terminated. 